Hey guys, welcome to the Maxwell Project. I'm your host Max and in this show we're going to talk about content creation, lifestyle, tech and more. So sit back and relax and let's start the show. Welcome back to the Maxwell Project episode number eight. We're back after a week of solo and now I got my friend over here, Spencer Ryan. Welcome to the show, Spencer. How are you doing? I'm good, Max. Thanks for having me on. I'm really glad to be yeah, here. That's good. So, Spencer, you are uh, just like some of the others, uh, one of the creative assembly from Ben, the rice bucket. Um, what you're doing on Instagram, you're b pretty busy here. You're pretty busy on YouTube. You just got your promotion. Congrats to that. So what's going on in your thank life? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, what is not going on in my <laughs> life is the real question. Um, yeah, I, I've been pretty busy all over the place, um, specifically on Instagram, uh, kind of just dabbling in the the tech world uh and just you know trying to figure out how i can incorporate technology into photography as much as possible and make things look really cool that probably don't look as cool in person <laughs> you're doing a great job um you got some pretty nice shots um especially in the last couple of weeks you got a killer shot of your mavic drone that was just It was that was something else. I haven't seen something like that before on Instagram. That was uh, just right. Got into my saved uh, posts for inspiration. So <laughs> you got that one going. Thank you, thank you. That there's an interesting story behind that drone shot. I'll have to tell you sometime, or if you want, I can talk yeah. about it on the podcast. We can But see later. Yeah. It it took a little mm -hmm. bit of work. Is it is it a lot of post uh, post edit editing in that, or is it mostly like the shot? with with the light and then you just edit it for corrections and stuff so i, I you know if you go look at the shot you'll see that the the mavic drone is just kind of like mm -hmm. sitting and then there's like a lot of like blue streaks in the background and the only post that i really say that you know I, i took from photoshop or something like that is the little lens flare sitting on the the mm -hmm. actual lens of the hasselblad sensor but It, specifically i had an idea that i saw um i think it was on instagram prior i was just going through my explore feed and i wanted to incorporate that idea into the shot so i took the mavic set it on top of something and put it in front of my computer monitor and then i went in and found like a really cool background image and then just oh, zoomed all the way in so it looked like it was you know almost like a green screen kind of that is amazing and just took the picture of my mavic in front of the computer monitor that's cool it I haven't shot on uh, on an anamorphic lens, but it kind of looks like that as a photo shot. Uh, photo shot, so that's, uh, that's yeah. a pretty cool effect you got going there with the lens flare. It looks pretty cinematic. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, I, I do believe it was an ana anamorphic lens flare too. Yeah. So that probably helped add to the the anamorphic feeling. That is amazing. Yeah, you um you just got promoted at your company. Um, it's a pretty pretty big deal for you uh you now partner at the what's it called Tortura gaming it's uh, uh torture marketing it's tortuga oh, yeah. marketing sorry yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> so uh yeah that that was 
That was a pretty big deal. I mean, I'm really excited because I work with an awesome group of people over there. Um, just for a little bit of background, it's it's a content marketing mm-hmm. agency, and we focus on inbound marketing. So instead of you know always trying to do lead generation and and run ads against people, we focus on making sure that you know you're building a content plan and kind of planting seeds so that they turn into trees yeah. down the road. Um, it's a lot of fun and. I was really surprised when they when they announced and made me an offer to be partner. So it it was a pretty big deal. We've put in a lot of work over the past year and a half that I've been there and it was pretty quick too, you know. It's one of the benefits of being in a small mm-hmm. business uh because you know, you have a lot of com- communication, open communication, you have a lot of opportunity like coming in and you know, in the early days and becoming a partner and so it's it's I'm one of three, mm-hmm. so it's me and two other guys, and uh, yeah, it's I'm I'm just really excited. So thanks for uh, thanks for bringing yeah. that up because it, it's it's an awesome it, feeling. I feel you, and uh, the you know what a lot of young people do don't want to go too deep into this, but it's always kind of the big corporation with this versus small startup. Um, with one, you have like financial freedom, but you can't be as creative or use your skills to an extent that you wanted to, or you learned in university or college or whatever. Um, but then with the startup, you will have the creative freedom and hone your skills and do what you learn and put it into practice. But mostly you don't have the financial backbone to do as much as you want to. Exactly. Yeah, there's a lot of trade-offs, um, a lot of pros and cons, but I, I can confidently say that it's been all pros yeah. for me so far. That's so. perfect. And that's good to hear because um, the one of the first conversations we had was in, you know, in the DM group. And I think Michael and I, we were kind of complaining about uh, reach dropping and hashtags not working. And you were kind of going into in depth into what is happening and what you need to take care of and um and everything you know with uh, continuity and being consistent um, and not focusing too much on on certain hashtags have a good rotation um kind of you know changing and mixing it up all the time to have not instagram have it detected as spam and that was that's still kind of popping into my mind every now and then when i look at my insights and um I kind of get downed by that. Yeah, um, I'm. It's interesting you bring that up because I think there's a lot of information out mm-hmm. there from other gurus and other people where they talk about you know do this and do that and how to grow on Instagram and stuff. And some of that stuff is true, but I think a lot of people forget that at the end of the day, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all of these companies are building algorithms to capitalize on human behavior not robot Mm -hmm. behavior and a lot of people out there you know preach growth tactics that are a lot like robots and so the the funny thing is is these algorithms are getting better at figuring this type of information out and they're rewarding people for human behavior and hurting people for robotic behavior and so um there's always going to be some type of growth 
hack or something that you can use. And some of them are not bad, but for the most part, it's just a matter of um, really looking at things from a human behavior standpoint and, uh, and tackling it that way. And just knowing that just like life, I'm sure you know this, but everything I actually just made a post about this today, but everything ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. yep. you know? So sometimes your posts are going to do great. Sometimes they're going to go bad. Yeah. And that's just how life works. That's how human behavior works. And that's how these algorithms work too. And what these gurus are preaching is um, sometimes it's like break the algorithm. But, and then in uh, mid-sentence, they, they say break the algorithm to get natural growth. And that's kind of, you know, it's not working because breaking the algorithm is not natural, getting natural growth because you're breaking something that should be helping you to get that growth. Um, exactly. It's kind of weird. Yeah, the algorithm is your friend. It is. It should <laughs> be, yeah. And But it is how it is. I think at the moment it's kind of being a little bit down. I don't know why it feels like it's a little bit slow these days. My kind, my feet is picking up again a little bit. Um, going back to some old, some old tactics with black and orange, um, kind of um, feeding what the what the crowd is liking, um, and it's been good for the last couple of days. I don't know. You you're not posting regularly or not on a daily basis. You kind of you're putting so much effort into each of your shots. They were so well made up. They always have a story um, in the captions that work well with uh, with the with the shot itself. Um, and you you grew a nice following with that. Not only on Instagram, but also on YouTube. And that's kind of you know working two ways at the same time basically because it both plays into each other's hands youtube and instagram yeah thank you i I appreciate that that's that's so true um i think that a lot of people will tell you you know in order to grow on any social network you have to be consistent and that is so true but there's also context behind it um consistency looks different for everybody and to put it into words for someone like me who has a full-time job and I really really love what I do I'm thinking of Instagram and YouTube and TikTok and LinkedIn and all these other social platforms as a 10-year plan Mm -hmm. so at the end of 10 years, I want to be able to look back and say, over the course of 10 years, was I consistent? And that's the key. You know, people on Instagram right now are like, you need to post every day or, or post twice a day. And I'm just like, well, first of all, for me, that's not going to work. It's just not sustainable for me, not for everybody else. But for me, I, I have a job, you know, like I have responsibilities. And so everyone has to tailor that to themselves. Yes. And so I just wanted to focus on being able to provide as much value as possible and deliver the highest quality of content possible every time I do post. And that's my consistency. That's where I see, you know, myself being consistent, like delivering the best quality I can and the be- the most value I can yep. and trying to keep up with it every week, you know, every month mm. instead of just, you know, every day, twice a day, yep. that kind of thing. And I think... It, it, my YouTube channel has been around for a long time 
And it's been a very slow but steady mm-hmm. growth. And that's what it's about, you know, the slow and steady growth for me. Yeah. And it's going to be different for everybody. For everybody listening to this, it's going to be different. So you have to figure out what consistency looks like to you. Yes. And then go execute on that. Yeah, absolutely right. And um, there, the, the perfect example for that, you know, for the exploding growth is like Peter McKinnon when he did his uh, camera hacks in 90 seconds that kind of blew him into into popularity and into the mainstream. But not everyone's going to hit this kind of Peter McKinnon moment. Um, you know, they they all, or a lot of accounts that I saw over the years uh, since Peter put out that video were like another 10 hacks in 200 seconds or whatever it is. Um, but it's, it's kind of a ripoff of what he did and what worked at that time for him and, and grew him into stardom. Yeah, and, you know, Peter was putting out a lot of videos. Well, I'm not going to say a lot, but Peter was making videos before that. Um, He still has some of them up. They were really, really weird, (laughs) bad vlogs. (laughs) Um, And uh, and I I like to say, you know, he was, I don't know, he was probably very consistent in other aspects of his life. You know, whether it was photographing magicians or, you know, Whatever else he had going on, he was being consistent over there. You, you can't look at one use case or one scenario and apply it to everybody because just like you said, not everyone's going to blow up like Peter McKinnon did. You know, look at look at YouTube stars like Marquez Brownlee, mm-hmm. MKBHD, and he's been doing this for a decade, you know, and he just hit, what is it, 12 yes, million? 12 million. Um, that was not an overnight success. That was a lot of time and effort built over the past 10 years. So um, it's going to look different for everybody. You know, Max, you you might blow up tomorrow night, and I hope you do. <laughs> um, guys, let's make it happen. We you should know? all make it happen for uh, us. But, um, <laughs> but it's, it's going to look different for everybody. And so you just have to have that realistic expectation and understand that, everybody's journey is going to look different in the creative space. And as long as you can figure out what consistency means to yourself and just be authentic, you know, don't go copying (laughs) other trendy video ideas. Like you said, Um, it'll work out in the end. You know, that's, that's what being a creator is. And if you look at Marquez's first videos with a subpar (laughs) webcam, and stuff like that but for him it he i think um, he didn't have the the idea that he can put out videos like he does now with the robotic arm and and where he gets cars and stuff like that but he had an idea from the very beginning that he wants to put out quality content but in form not in form of video but in form of knowledge-based content out there to share what he knows about certain products and then kind of builds on that and the video and audio part just got better over time but at first it was for him just to share his knowledge and experience yeah yeah that's that's so true i don't think that you know for anybody listening i don't i don't think that you can have a better plan than to just you know, really dial in your message, your value, 
and just deliver the most authentic experience mm -hmm. possible. I know I've said authentic, you know, and authenticity a couple times <laughs> in the past five minutes, but it's so true, you know, and you, you probably, you know, you, you mentioned you looked at my Instagram, you probably saw in the beginning, I saw the man bun. It looked very different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the the man bun, the man bun had a had a life there for a minute. Um but I'm sure I'm sure you also saw that my photos were very different yes. when I first mm -hmm. started the account. You know, there was a lot of street photography in there, um wildlife photography, and it's crazy to say, but a lot of people th I I think a lot of people that have known me, especially friends, saw me post you know my computer mm -hmm. or my desk and it, it kind of blew up and thought well you know he found one thing that works and then he just went all yes. in on that and i guess you could say that's true but at the same time i always felt like i was trying too hard mm -hmm. to be a street photographer and trying too hard to be something i wasn't and i like to look at it as you know i've always loved technology i've always loved computers um, from, from being a little mm -hmm. kid, you know, m my parents will tell anybody that I used to just take apart computers for fun and just do all that stuff. So I like to look at it as I finally started being authentic to myself yes. and then my account started growing, you know, and maybe that was the secret. Maybe I wasn't supposed to be taking mm -hmm. street photos or anything like that. Maybe I'm right where I'm supposed to be by being my most authentic self right now. That is a very uh, helpful insight for, I think, especially young people that kind of still finding um, their niche or their their place to be where they feel comfortable. Um, and f that was kind of the hesitating factor for me um, because... You know, tech, technology in itself, although it's an important part in everyone's life, uh, it I th still have the feeling that it's kind of nerdy or geeky to post about it uh, on social media, take pictures, how passionate, about, uh, how passionate you are about stuff like this, how you incorporate this into more than just a use case at home, but like an integral part in in your passion and just one clarification if you look at spencer's feed and this early feed the street, street photography it's on par with the top ones so there are some pretty crazy shots out there so um maybe maybe it wasn't the right time for you my man maybe you you should post some <laughs> of them in your just in your stories you know there's some god damn it the colors are so beautiful i really appreciate that i um I've been thinking about maybe playing around mm -hmm. with that t style of photography again. Uh, however, I, I really want to make it feel feel yes, natural yes, to myself yeah. and my account. I get that. Um, one solid example, and I don't want to be, you know, like a copycat mm -hmm. or, or, you know, I don't know. I don't want to try and bite off of someone else's trend. But one of one of my most favorite photographers that I, I would love to model my style after if I were to go back into street photography, is is Alan Polanda. Oh my God, he is so good. Um, I love his style. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what his secret sauce is, but he's just so mm -hmm. good at capturing the right image. And I think that if I do eventually go back into to that, 
I'm going to find a way to make it work and make it feel authentic to me, but it'll probably look something like that. You know, for the first time, I posted a picture in my car mm -hmm. the other day, um, which was very, very new. And, and I don't think it was that great, but I mean, it, it worked. Definitely. I mean, it, it felt natural. Mm -hmm. So, you know, slowly but surely incorporating those yeah. kinds of things into my style, I think in the long run will we'll yes. work out. Maybe I'll... Uh, Maybe you're right. Maybe it wasn't the right time. That car shot especially is pretty cool because uh, it has the right amount of bokeh on the shot, but it's still crystal clear. And uh, is that home screen, is that photoshopped? Or is that as it is? No. It's it's Everything in that picture is, uh, is real. Um, That's nice. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it right now. It was really weird, man, because I had to, I had to lean my seat all the way back, <laughs> and uh, to to yeah. try and get that wide angle. So I I know if they're listening to the podcast, they can't <laughs> see me, but I was just like, and then I I had the camera on my shoulder. Oh my god! With like a two, with like a two second uh -huh. shutter delay, and I was just like, yeah, I'm gonna take a picture. <laughs> the the things we do yeah. to to make these shots happen are ridiculous. That that what you just just described is like a NBA circus shot, Kyrie Irving style, from up and down under the basket and up in. <laughs> oh man, I mean, it it certainly felt mm -hmm. like it. Sometimes the camera would fall off yeah. my shoulder. I mean, I took the shot like probably twenty five, mm -hmm. thirty times before I finally got one I was comfortable with, and. It's funny because I wasn't even comfortable with that one, but I was like, "Man, I'm just gonna yeah. post it and see what happens." Yeah. Um, um, is is do you have the same feeling? Yeah, there there are certain shots because well, your your drone. Um, if you compare your car shot with the drone shot um, of your Mavic, um, the car shot has almost double the likes. But, well, you certainly put in a lot of work and effort into the car shot, but. Is it for you that you would have liked to have the drone shot with with more, you know, reach, more likes? Because it's like more cinematic, more... Not to take um, anything away from yeah, the car shot. Yeah, that definitely shot, happens. That drone shot is incredibly creative. Thank you. It that That's just mm -hmm. what happens, man. Um, honestly, like today I, I put out a picture that I really thought was a banger yeah. and um, it actually got shared by uh, by one of the guys from full-time mm -hmm. filmmaker which was incredible um, Jake Jake Weisler I don't know if you know who he is but, but I know he works mm -hmm. over on the full-time filmmaker yeah. crew and he shared my picture from today now Max I thought this was going to be a banger and it's been five hours and it's only got like 260 yeah. likes so I don't know. I think it's just the nature of, of mm -hmm. Instagram. You know, sometimes what you think is going to do the yeah. best is actually the worst. And what you think is going to be the worst takes off actually does the yeah. best. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy. Right. Um, sometimes uh, you with in air quotes with the wrong shot, you hit the right timing and the right crowd and they just go bonkers on that, on that like button. Um, and yeah, if, and if you put that drone shot maybe, you know, on a different time slot, that would take an off. It's, uh, but, you know, I think you're the same. Um, I stopped looking at the numbers. 
most of the time. I, I still look into it. I still check the likes on certain shots, but it's not like that I, I post for likes. I post for for trying to be, as you just said, consistent in everything. Um, and um, I'm trying to move mid and long term into a non-daily uh, posting activity so I can put more time and effort into my shots when when I got my setup finished and some other stuff that's um, that I've got my my eyes on um, so yeah and I think on social media you just have to not be scared to test yep. new things you know because the only way you're gonna know is if, if you yes. test so um, it's that's what yeah. No, no, I, I was just going into my next thought, but that can wait. Yeah, I was just saying that's what we kind of teach at the mm -hmm. agency that I work for, too. You know, you're, you're not going to know until you test. So yeah. always be testing. Try something new. See what happens. And then, you know, you know, it's the worst thing that the worst possible thing that could happen is if you post something completely off of your mm -hmm. style or completely different than what you normally do and you lose a couple of followers that is literally the worst thing that can happen yes. so yes. other than right. that it's all yeah up. and um i think those um those followers that you're losing through that are the followers you don't want on your channel anyways because most of of the people that follow you are there for the personality um, for the editing it's not about the product in my in my case because I do a lot of product photography but it's about you know it should be about the caption uh, and that's why I kind of incorporate this new style where I have part of the caption in in the carousel post to have it more you know up front and up up in the viewer's eye um, but uh, you know those followers are there because they like one or two shots of yours, maybe a series of shots, and then kind of, well, let's get out of here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I saw you putting the caption in your latest post, just swipe right, and you've got kind of like the, I think it's like a blur yes. effect or something. Um, it looks really nice, man. I really like Thank that. You. And I think that's a, a great way to... To get people to focus on the message too. Yeah, um, I I got that from. Do you know Chris Do? Yes, from the yes. future. Yes, and um, I've I've never been actively following him, but I saw a, I think it was a forty minute YouTube video where he was on some kind of show, where he taught mm -hmm. the, uh, the viewers, um, how to be, more engaging on Instagram. And I think most of his his posts that he does on Instagram are carousel posts that kind of where one shot flows into the into the next when you have to swipe uh, swipe through with a message. Um, yes. And I didn't want to copycat that, but it kind of take a, p a page out of his book, and that's kind of my style of of incorporating his style into mine. I like that, Thank man. You. I like that a lot. Thank you. Um, Speaking of um, of posts, um, we just talked about it in the pre-show about your post on... For me, it was posted on um, New Year's Day, on January 1st. I think for you, it was the 31st, so New Year's Eve. Um, and it was kind of a 10-year yeah. recap right on the edge of the new decade where you highlighted the stuff that you have achieved 
throughout 2010 to 2019 and there's some incredible stuff you you moved a couple of times you lived in different places you lived in a different country um, you had a huge account on instagram before before you closed that one down um just a little background story on that you know on that instagram account that you kind of worked before and can kind of transition to into uh what you're doing now yeah um it's yeah i i was in a time where my career at the time was day training mm -hmm. in the forex market and I had built that account to pretty much provide educational resources mm -hmm. to people on how to how to day trade and stuff. Um, and it's funny because I, I tell everybody like the quickest way to get people to follow you is is teach them how to make money. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, I'm serious. Like it sounds funny, but it's true. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to make money. Everyone wants to learn. So. Uh, I did end up growing that account to about 35,000 and day trading was hard, mm -hmm. man. It was, there was a lot of ups and downs. I lost a lot of money, made a lot of money, lost a lot more money. And it was just tough. It was a tough life to mm -hmm. live. It was, you know, it led to me being in depression for a little oh, wow. bit. So I kind of walked away and, and, uh, just decided I was done day mm -hmm. trading and focused on photography again because I already had skills as a photographer. I just never kind of took yeah. off. So I went from being a photographer to being a day trader and then back to being a photographer. And 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 we um, are all happy you found that way again. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. I when I did that though, I did try to fit my old account into my new mm -hmm. life. And I did a lot of influencer marketing, worked with a lot of companies like Ray-Ban, uh, Tuft & Needle, a couple of mm -hmm. other companies. And um, I don't know, man, it, it just didn't feel authentic. And I think that that rubbed off on my audience, too. You know, uh, these yeah. people had followed me because of one thing. And so then I was switching into photography and influencer stuff. And it always felt like I was plugging a new product. Mm -hmm in their face and I don't think that came off the right way my engagement dropped and ultimately I just came at this crossroads where I was like I'm so tired of being someone I'm not so I'm just gonna start over and see if I can do it again you know and so I I left that account at 35,000 um I actually purged a lot of followers first to see if that would help and it didn't. So I got it back down to like 24,000. Mm -hmm. And that's when I decided, all right, you know what? I'm just going to start over. I'm going to start over yeah. from scratch and try and be as authentic as possible to who I am now and see what happens. Yeah. And here I am. <laughs> I'm on track to do it that's again. That's amazing. Uh, so, so it's kind of exciting. You decided to, it's time for a clean sheet. And I think the, the best thing that I just saw now in that shot besides the caption and the message behind it is your hoodie because on the hoodie it says be yourself and that's kind of yeah um, if if you if you read the caption closely and read in between the lines you kind of that's the underlying message of that to be yourself 
Absolutely. Yeah, that hoodie is actually from a a local mm-hmm. creator here by the name of Kevin Marcus Jr. He's a cool guy. Um and we've made a couple of things together awesome. and and that that message resonates a lot with me just because I feel like I don't know, not to get too mm-hmm. deep, but I feel like in high school I was always trying to fit in. And then honestly in my early 20s I was doing the same thing, yeah. you know? Always trying to fit in somewhere, always trying to chase some other life that wasn't mine and i know that's a little deep but it's true and so it was really cool to be able to start over yeah you know with the new account with a new mm-hmm. decade and and just be who i am i th- so my impression is because um we talked about this a little earlier uh, earlier and um a lot of people are on instagram that are in in the public they're more introvert um, you said that you're an introvert. I'm absolutely not an introvert. I'm very outspoken. Um, mo- most of the time, I'm the loudest guy in the room. <laughs> um, <laughs> trying to kind of entertain people. Um, but I also, at least from how I see myself, trying to do it with being genuine, being myself, um, and also not being afraid to to show... Um, it, this shouldn't sound like I'm kind of down talking this, but showing my geeky side, my nerdy side, because um, for for introverts or the guys that I know that are into this stuff, technology, that are into gaming, into uh, more nerdy um, or have kind of nerdy passion, um, they try not to show it in the public because they they are afraid that they're judged by that. From others because it's not cool to be geeky if you know what i mean um and yeah. uh, my my friends uh, all the guy friends that i have um we all have we all have the same interests you know we're into fitness we're also into gaming we're into um some of them into nerdy stuff like D and stuff like that um and i try to if if i talk to others that kind of you know, look down on that. I'm like, well, you're not better than me or my friends because we like this and you kind of think it's childish or whatever. Um, and I try to um, kind of motivate my friends and put them in the place of um, not being afraid to show what they like and kind of wear it like proud on their on their sleeves and shirts and, and you know, be outspoken about it and trying to just trying them to be themselves in the public. Yeah, Max, that's that's a really good point, man. I'm really glad you said that because it's I think it's the same everywhere you go. You know, everyone especially growing up, I was always scared to be nerdy mm-hmm. and geeky, but news flash for anybody out there who's doubting the nerds and the geeks. They always end up starting the coolest businesses. They always become the richest yeah. people and they drive the coolest cars. Yes. So <laughs> I think we're on the right yeah, side. Absolutely. Um, absolutely. But yeah, that's that's such a good point. You know, all jokes mm-hmm. aside, it's it's I don't know. I I can't imagine now living a life where you can't be yourself. Yes. You know? And and I wouldn't trade it for the world, man. You know, I I think that I personally, I don't know how you feel, but I'm at a point where I just don't care about the judgment anymore. 
and uh and i'm just gonna do the nerdy geeky cool stuff like yes. the i think what was it a week and a half ago or two weeks ago i posted on my instagram stories about flight simulator like that's the most boring thing in the world it's not but i oh. love it man i love it i <laughs> absolutely because i'm i i love to to watch people on twitch or youtube stream that it's as you mm -hmm. said if it's it's nothing special but man is it nerdy and is it geeky but it's so fun to watch but you know yeah people don't get it um i could uh, um as of recently i'm hugely into dr disrespect um, since he started streaming on youtube and he's a 40 year old guy playing call of duty <laughs> on youtube for yeah. 40,000 people a night um if that yep. is if that is not the definition of nerdy or geeky i don't know what it is and that guy drives a lamborghini <laughs> yeah and and in the filmmaking world it's funny because sorry not mm -hmm. to get too far off topic but i think everyone thinks something is lame or stupid or a waste of time until they see someone who they want to yes. be doing it. Do you know how many people got criticized for loving skateboarding? And then they everyone saw Casey Neistat, you know, 35, 40 years old, vlogging and always riding his yep. skateboard, and then it became the yes. new thing. There always has to be that, you know, that like, one person to get it over the hump. Exactly. And that person could be you. It could be could anybody. Be so just... Just be yourself yep. and do what you love because there is only one life and you have to live it to your best potential. You don't want to be 45 years old and say, man, I really wish I used to play games yes. more. You know, like just just be who you are. Never play the woulda, coulda, shoulda game. That is exactly. And yeah, exactly. Casey, um, Casey is a good example of how to pursue your passion. I think he said it in multiple videos. He said it on um, Hot Ones. He worked full-time at a restaurant in Baltimore. Was it Baltimore? I think so. Where he cleaned uh, the, the, the chowder pots just to, mm -hmm. you know, to support his side hustle filmmaking. And look at where he is. You know, he sold Beam to CNN, I think, for... A huge amount of money um yep. and he he re-envisioned how to vlog on the daily and he did it for a long time daily vlogs with uh with huge editing processes behind it with creative editing and everything um and now he's retired from youtube to focus on family and his wife and his kids they had a podcast for like 15 episodes or something um and, yeah yep. and that that pod, podcast that was real as shit nothing got realer than that yeah it, being able to open up like mm -hmm. that about family yeah. and stuff that's that's tough yes, it is um so before we um do anything we got a couple of questions we should get into 
because time is limited tonight <laughs> and I think there's some there's some good ones um, and some people need our help Spencer we need to put on our capes wear our masks and just save the world right now how about that let's okay. do it let's do it I'm perfect in. um so just let me open up my cheat uh, cheat sheet um we got a question from Michael Evans uh, one of our crew Michael yeah um this one is just a little emotional um what is your most memorable moment for your own social media journey and why Uh, Getting right into it. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we already talked yeah. about it. But it was the day that I left my other Instagram account. Um, I think that was the most memorable mm -hmm. because it was... It was a hard decision to make. At the same time, it felt really mm -hmm. liberating. Um Like, you know, you go up to anybody and you say, hey, I have 35,000 followers and I'm going to I'm going to leave yeah. it all. And they're going to look at you like, are you crazy? And uh, and that's what I did. So I think that I think that takes the cake for the most memorable moment. on social And that media. is a good one. You left basically left another life behind. <laughs> and started a yeah. new one. Yeah, that's exactly. mine isn't as deep. Um, but if I had that moment in my in my timeline, I would go for that as well. But for me, um, I can't really put it down to a day. But it was basically the moment I stopped caring of what you just said, judgment of others and just going my way. Um, and that was... Love it. Yeah, that was basically like after two months of posting. Um, and I, it's just like, you know, no more fear. No more excu uh, excuses. Just go for it. And that's basically the mindset from that point on. Just go for it. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. Um, next question. And that one is uh, from Miguel, new gym tech. Why doesn't he, and he is you, does more street photography? <laughs> really? Oh, wow. Um Hitting the nerves. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, first of all, one of the biggest reasons I stopped street photography and only posted tech was because of the coronavirus mm -hmm. lockdown. So for a while, I, I, I didn't feel comfortable going outside and going to you know various places to yeah. take pictures. Then I kind of realized that I wasn't really excited about because, you know, like the lockdown kind of started lifting up a little bit. You could go outside. You could take walks. You could go, mm. you know, to restaurants as long as you wore your mask and maintain social distancing. Um, I just don't think I was as passionate about it as I used to be. Uh, and I, I don't even think I was passionate about it in the beginning. But with that said, I think I'm going to start. I think I'm going to start soon. At least play around with it. I even joked around with my girlfriend a couple of days ago. And I was like, I think I might start a ghost account, like a private Instagram. <laughs> and just start posting other types mm -hmm. of work over there. And get really comfortable with it. And then maybe I'll just bring it on to my, to my main account. Yeah, that's a good <laughs> idea, actually. You know, it, it doesn't cost you any money. Um, and if it fails, well, mm -mm. well, kudos. Just try it. That's amazing. You should do that. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
Okay, this is a two-part question. Georgie Powell, the my last guest. Um, first of all, he, yeah, he was on the yeah, podcast. Yeah, and he, he's a great guy. And he says, great guest. Um, how do I uh, how do I get uh, such a glorious beard? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, um, I don't know. I I I'd be lying if I told you that I did mm -hmm. something to make this beard happen. I didn't. I just kind of like let it grow, trim And it a little. Fortunately, it's in my mm -hmm. genes to to have thick beard hair, <laughs> but I do. I do have this tool. It's really cool. It's called um Actually, I think it's called the black beard. Is it like this shade um, that you put on I your cheek? I think I got cheek? it on Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And uh Yeah, th that's what it is. It's, it, I got it on Amazon. It's like this little plastic thing mm -hmm. that like helps you shape it up really well. Yep. It's got like a straight line and a curved line. I do use that to keep my beard trimmed up, but other than that, man, I don't, I don't have any secrets. I'm sorry. <laughs> It just takes time to grow. Um, you just have to, if you go to a barber, um, they will tell you, just grow it out. It needs time. Um, don't cut it. Don't trim it. Just take your time to grow. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. But he has a real question. Um What is your essential camera gear for YouTube videos? And I think that's a good one. That is a good one. Um, if we're talking strictly essential, I actually have a video coming out this week about cameras and why you shouldn't you know, buy into the hype of getting new cameras. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking strictly essential, it's going to be... It doesn't have to be a certain brand, but it's going to be a a mono light of at least 60 watts mm -hmm. with a 38-inch softbox or a 48-inch softbox. Um, some type of microphone, decent microphone. It could be a Rode VideoMic Pro. It could be the, the Rode Wireless Go. It could be the Micro. Any type of microphone that's better than the in-camera microphone. Those are the only two pieces of essential things. Yeah for YouTube videos, for me. Um, I have three cameras. I have a Canon EOS M50, I have a Sony a7 III, and I have a Sony a6500. And honestly, you could you could use any of them and they'll all come out the same for the most part. Besides so, the colors and, and stuff, it will mostly be exact, the same. Exactly. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I dive into on, on this week's video is like, you know, I, I show you how to turn a really bad mm -hmm. image into a really good image from a cheap camera. So lighting and audio, that's yeah. it. Good lights, good audio. Uh, and I totally agree. Um, and if you look at my shitty videos, um, I'm very uncomfortable um, <laughs> shooting these because um, the, the, couple, the first couple of videos I had the um, Rode VideoMic X, but it Well, the the hall and the reverberation in our living room is incredible, incredibly bad. Um, and um, while I was recording these videos, I heard myself, you know, reverberating from the walls and it made me really uncomfortable. And then I got the road wireless go, which helped a little. 
but I couldn't put it anywhere on my shirt. So it kind of dangled and, you know, muffled. <laughs> so, um, yeah. And then I ran out of time to really re record. And then uh, I got hit, um, hooked up by road with uh, the Laugh Go, uh, which is just essential, uh, essentially a extension of the Rode Wireless Go. Um, yeah, I, I have that too. Um, those are a killer absolutely. combo, man. I love mm -hmm. those two. That's, but I, I need to know how you got hooked up by road because I want to get hooked up by road. <laughs> um, you know what? Uh, we're going to talk about that in private. Um, I will talk to the guy. I'm, I'm, Absolutely. I'm uh, right, and I will get you. The, I will get him in contact with you because he's a very, very nice guy, and I think because you ha already have some road gear, uh, you could provide, you know, some some services for them. And uh, they're actually very easy to work with. But uh, we will get it in, in the post show. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that, man. I was, I was joking. But to your point, I really do have a lot of road gear. Like I have two VideoMic Pro Pluses. I have the Wireless Go and the Wireless um, Lavalier Go. Yes. So I have nothing but great things to say about them. They... they uh, Oh man, they they make really yeah. good microphones. Um, I'm using the Procaster, and I had that mic like mm -hmm. seven or eight years ago, just for for Skype calls. Um, basically the same setup without the interface. I used the Blue Icicle as an interface for USB, um, and now I have the yeah. uh, NTG One, no NTG Four Plus, like for boom as a boom boom mic. Boom mic. Yep. Yep. Um, and um, then, as I said, the wireless go and the laugh go and whatever, whatever, just don't use your built in camera mic because they suck. <laughs> yeah, so bad. So bad. I uh, I'm a little scared, Max, because the, the video mm -hmm. that I made this week the entire so i did it in stages not to get too far mm -hmm. off topic i apologize okay. but i started out with a really flat white mm -hmm. background terrible lighting terrible audio and i walk you through step by step like mm -hmm. do this so change your scenery and then change your lighting and then change your audio and by the end of it you have this really great looking scene with really good audio but i'm scared because audio was last <laughs> and so I'm worried that my audience is going to have to listen to the whole video with terrible audio and I'm just going to lose them. Um, <laughs> I think if, if, they, if they are really passionate about it, um, which I think a lot of people are, they will get through because they want to see the process and to Absolutely. see how important audio is. Because in the end, it's not about video quality. It's more about audio quality. Correct. And, uh, yeah. Very correct. Okay, on to the next. Um, mm, 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 mm. Uh, Minimal Dan asks, what's the best way to light your product and desk photography? To, yeah, light, to light it? it. Hmm. I don't think there is a no. best way, really. Um, Just get creative with there's what a you lot want to achieve, I would say. For me, of course. Yeah. Yeah, cuz there's it's always going to be based on style, you know, like what your style is. Uh, you know, Max, you've got that really flat 
the flat matte black mm-hmm. look, which I love. I'm obsessed Thank with it. Thank you. Um so you don't you don't really have any like harsh shadows or anything i don't think for me uh i i tend to just try and shoot as soft mm-hmm. as possible so i have a gigantic softbox um set up in my office i have two of them actually i have a 38 inch and mm-hmm. a 48 inch and the reason i don't use the 48 inch i only use that on client shoots okay. because it's so big it doesn't fit in my office <laughs> <laughs> um you know, it's a little weird talking about 48 and 38 inches and about not fitting in anyone's uh, wherever it is. <laughs> that <sounds> yeah. Like... <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, God. Um, but, you know, with, with, oh, with your oh, shots, right. um, I'm just going through your feet again. And, um, every shot is very well lit. And every shot is even your. You got one shot of the uh, road mic, the road video mic, and it looks so cinematic. And it's just basically a. It's it's a, almost a flat lay, but from the you know top right corner, but it still looks so perfectly lit and cinematic. It's it's. Which one is it? The road mic one. Yeah, you have your Canon on it, and the road wireless uh, wireless go, lav go, and then the video mic, and that is yeah. such a perfect. You you know, you should send that to Rode and they will go, yeah, we got to. They actually, they actually reposted oh, it, perfect. I think. Um, they're very good with that. If I'm not mistaken. They're very good with that. Yeah, they're, they're really great yep. people. I really like them. Um, I don't remember if it was that one that they reposted. It's been a while. But Let that is see. something that would, uh, that they would repost, definitely. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was a while back. Mm-hmm. It was uh, July 24th that they reposted that, that one. That seems like ages ago. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Coronavirus it's... is just making everything blend with time. Yeah. You know? Um, but thanks. I yeah, appreciate that. A... I like that picture. It, oh, I like that as well. I think I saved that. And you know, it's, it's, it's another one of those examples where, I mean, you see the likes mm-hmm. on it, right? It's only got 373 yeah. likes, you know? So relatively relatively mm. low engagement the next photo got 1700 it's just but to be honest and back to that original to be point fair, um, your setup shots are just tasty as hell um you got such <laughs> Thanks, a beautiful man. setup and you know just how to put it in in the perfect setting um, and also um it gets reposted a lot or your setup shots in general because it's so recognizable and just people tend to like how you put it together thank you i appreciate that uh we've got time for one more question okay let's do it um it's again from minimal dan um what camera lenses would you recommend for office desk and product uh, photography that is a very broad category because oh, yes. um, it's going to it's be different for everybody. So Let's start with product photography. Product photography, um, I guess, see, I don't want to go down this road because lenses are specific to mm-hmm. cameras. And so I don't think that I should really plug a specific lens. Like, for example... On the A7 III, I love shooting, for product photography, I love shooting the A7 III with the Tamron 
28 to 75 mm-hmm. millimeter zoom that's lens. That's a good choice. And the reason I like that, yeah, yeah, like 28 is the perfect wide angle, but a lot of times in f- product photography, you kind of want to get close and, and zoom in. So that, that 75 comes in handy. Um, I don't own any macro lenses yet, but I'd, I'd love to get my hands on one to try mm-hmm. that out. Um, so yeah, any, any zoom lens really with a, with a nice wide aperture. And the, the great thing about the Tamron is it's F 2.8, but it's F 2.8 consistently, yeah. you know, f- from, from 28 millimeters to yeah. 75. So you could still keep that nice, you know, wide open aperture, even at 75 millimeters. So I'd say get yourself a nice little mm-hmm. zoom lens with the wide open aperture for product photography. Uh, what was the next um, one? Desk and office. But uh, for for product, um, well, the obvious thing is a nifty 50, I would say. You can never go wrong with a nifty Ooh. 50. Um, yes. You, I have, I have yeah. the 50 millimeter Sony F1.8. And I use it on a crop. So it's, what is it, more like 75 or 80. Um, yep. But that's mm-hmm. for me, it's the perfect... Uh, that's a perfect focal length. Yeah, I've got that. I've got that Sony Nifty Fifty over mm-hmm. in my gear case behind me, and then I also have the Canon EFS. Actually, no, it's the EFM. Mm-hmm. Oh, for the M fifty. So, yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. but the M fifty is still a great can. The, he Max is not wrong. You cannot go wrong no. with the Nifty Fifty. It's one of the best lenses out there. They're cheap. Great results, super sharp. I like that. I think I like that better than my <laughs> recommendation. Yeah, the, the, it, the, I think the the Sony M5, uh, the Sony fifty is like if you go hunting for it, you can get it for like 120, 150 euros, <laughs> of course. Yeah. But I think even mm-hmm. though on if you look on it uh, on eBay for it, you can still get a good deal and get it used. You don't need you don't Absolutely. need a new one. If it's in pretty good shape, get a used one. Agreed. And for Canon, it's the same. The even the the Canon Nifty Fifty on Amazon is like brand new. I think you can shoot for one hundred and eighty. Yeah. Yeah, they're. Uh, I I'll never forget the first time I used a mm-hmm. fifty millimeter because I rented it for a uh, for a portrait mm-hmm. photography shoot way back, like eight years ago or something, and I rented it. And bought it the next day <laughs> because it was just that yeah. good. Yeah. You can't go wrong. Um, the next one was desk photography. So I think he's going for setup shots. And I think you go wide on that. Um, yeah. You want to start there? I'd love to hear yours. Um, I have the Sony, uh, was it 18 to 105 F4? Um the only thing that bugs me about is it's f4. I want it to be like more like f2.8, something like that. Um, but um, yeah, any any wide angle, it it shouldn't be too wide. I think 18. Uh, well, I'm on a crop, so it's more like 32, I think. Um, but 28, uh, 28. Your Tamron would be perfect for for desk uh, desk photography. Yeah, um, the 28 for the tamron is great sometimes i will use the zoom mm-hmm. feature but nine times out of ten when i'm shooting desk i'm, I'm going yeah. wide i also really recommend the sigma 16 millimeter mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the sony aps-c crop sensors 
Um, man, that 16 millimeter yeah. is great. And that's actual, tr- that's true 16 um, because it's built for oh, a crop sensor. So. so it's, it. well, it would be technically like a eight millimeter or whatever it is if it was a full frame. Not eight, but less than that. I think it's, no, no, no. I think it's, it um, it's like 24 on a, on a full. Oh, but you crop it then it would be. It's if if if, if you yeah, well, well if so, it's if it's built for a crop of course it's no it's twenty uh, it's sixteen right but, uh, exactly yeah yeah you, yeah I know what you're saying it's confusing too it's because confusing. <laughs> when you're dealing with crop versus mm-hmm. full frame it's I I hate it I have friends who are really good at it and I feel like an idiot talking to them I feel like you're one of those guys that's really good at it uh, not that much and I, all I know is like I don't know. <laughs> The math is is difficult, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a, it's a it's a true sixteen. Okay. And and fun fact, I actually did a video on it for um, mm-hmm. on YouTube, and it was my first video that ever blew up. I was ranked like number three. I was right under Dunna did it oh, damn. on YouTube, which Good was for awesome. You. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah, thanks. Um, I think that that video contributed to a lot of my growth on the platform. But yeah, wide angle, wide angle is yeah. is great. Uh, the last category was office photography, and that's mm, I don't know where to go with that. Kind, yeah, of, the kind same. of the same, I would say say so. Um, but well, everything that's kind of not product or desk photo- uh, product photography or macro photography, you go with a wide. That's indoors. Yep. yep. Yeah, I stick. I stick with it. Yep. Keep it wide. Twenty-eight millimeter on a. On a full frame, will do good, or a twenty-four, and then the the sixteen yeah. on the crop. I fantastic option. Years ago, I tried a Zeiss Betis lens. I tried the eighty-five, and those are pretty sweet. And I want I want them all, but they are all prime <laughs> lenses. I want to get my hands. I want to get my hands on a oh. G Master. I've never had one. Um, I had the it, it. It's not a G Master, but I had a. I had the Canon EOS RP months ago, and I had the yeah the um uh, what was it twenty eight to seventy f two point eight. It's like a three and a half thousand dollar lens, and that was a beast. I think I've never you I and I think it's kind of G Master esque. They're both on the same level price wise and quality wise. Um, but man, it was a huge lens. It almost was like double this size, you know, with all of it. But um, man, that was a perfect lens. And I think G- the G Master is basically the same. Yeah, it's kind of hard to beat Canon Glass, mm-hmm. honestly. Canon Glass is just so yeah. good. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And especially the RF Glass. I think they, they stepped it up. Yeah. two three levels with that while sony is still on the yeah. g master <laughs> yeah is you're always gonna have the never-ending mm-hmm. camera wars right? yeah absolutely but you know both have their pros and cons but ca- glass wise well yeah you got to give that to the red rings canon <laughs> i do i do i'm i am uh I'm a Sony mm. shooter naturally. Yeah. I just I always gravitate towards Sony. I mean, I do have the EOS M50, but that's 
technically my girlfriend's camera, so <laughs> she uses that one. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. Picking up uh, the other day, I was at a at a friend's house, a really mm-hmm. good friend of mine, and he has the USR five. <gasps> and he had a he had the uh, yeah. I got to play around with it a little bit. That was cool. Um, he had the. Oh man, I forgot what the lens was. It was a beefy Canon lens though. And um, was it the probably the 85? That is a I think that's the most beefy lens that I have for that. It was it was a zoom. It might have been the 85. Um I think it was like 80 Oh no, the 85 to 200. Oh, the or a- 80 to I 200. Know. I think that's at f2.8 or something like that's pretty That's a pretty good lens. Yeah, it was an insane lens and I was I wanted to cry when I held it because it was just so good. Yeah. The um, if you go with the RF lenses and you want the Holy Trinity, man, that sets you back like ten Gs. <laughs> you should go with everything. Yeah, and and that's a great point, Max, because I think a lot of people uh, they don't realize they they save up all this money for mm-hmm. the camera and don't realize that they need those lenses. Man, save up, save up for the lenses, save up for the lights, yes. save up for the audio, and and just get whatever yeah. camera you can. Yeah. I think um, the the EOS RP is still a pretty good deal for what it is. I think if right now with the R five and R six dropping, you can get it way below a thousand use, um, and you can use the See. whole RF range of glass, and you can get the the 35 millimeter which is like well you can get it between 250 and 350 i would say used and that's a pretty good i used to shoot with that you can actually get it for 999 new from bnh that's even better deal yeah Yeah. and that's awesome i uh i want to get a new camera I'm not sure which one to get. I'm looking at the A7S mm-hmm. three, but I also want the R5 because the thing about the R5 is it's it's future proof. Oh, yes, you mm-hmm. know if they can if they can fix the overheating issue. Um, because the if I get the A7S three, it's going to be great mm-hmm. for video, but not so great for photo. But if they can fix the overheating issue on the R5, it's it's great overall. Like it yeah. masters every category. Have you so, thought about? I don't know. Have we'll you see. thought about getting um, the Black Blackmagic Pocket Pro for video, just for video? Because if you get get it used, I think the 4K version is like if you get a good deal, like twelve hundred something like that. Yeah, I thought about it. Um, the biggest thing is, well, first of all, the Blackmagic, it's, uh, I'm going to sound like such a noob when I say this, but there's no autofocus. Oh, yeah. So, mm-hmm. um, and that's not that's not necessarily a big deal because when, when you're in the field, you should probably be shooting manual yeah. anyways. But when I'm taking photos, oh, well, you can't even, it's not even a great yeah. photo camera anyways, but... When I'm doing video, especially like YouTube videos, the autofocus helps mm-hmm. a lot. So um, <clears throat> there's that. But also, if I'm going to... Because the Blackmagic doesn't... It, there's no way you can use Sony lenses on it. So I feel like ah, okay, if yeah. I'm going to shift to Canon glass, I'm going to go mm-hmm. all in and get a Canon, you know? 
we you know what we should we should both hop on canon um i move to Raleigh or i move to somewhere in the u.s and we can share the glass we can split the money in between and we just have a happy life how's that sound <laughs> done deal deal book your flight okay. right now we, we get jordan we get jordan <laughs> in on it you know we all move to yes to somewhere where we can all live a happy life um and we make in. like a creator creator uh apartment kind of stuff like that <laughs> done it's a done deal. done <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a we'll get a large house yeah. just get a big and house let's pay with with ig money that we don't have <laughs> I don't know about you, Max, but I'm not oh, making IG no, money yet. I don't. I don't. <laughs> but the imagination <laughs> would just be good. We we pay with with uh with checks that just blow up. No. <laughs> there we go. It's there a, we go. Um I think um yeah, we, we hit the mark. I think we're just a little over over your time limit. Um I think you have to head out now. Yeah, I, I do. I do have to go, but it's been a blast. I wish I could be on for a lot longer. I've, I've had a lot of yeah, fun. We, we will find another on, chance to, to continue this the camera talk, and uh, maybe at that point we will both have camera, Canon glass and camera cameras. So. Yeah. We'll thank, see. We'll thank see. you for joining in. Um, you have any last words to, to the listeners? Um. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks for having me on, Max. It's it's been awesome. If you uh, if you guys want to find me, I'm I'm sure most of you guys probably know where we are. We all share the same circle, <laughs> but um, you can find me the Spencer Ryan on Instagram, Spencer Ryan on YouTube, and uh, drop a comment and let me know you heard you you know you heard a podcast and you got sent there by by Max's podcast. Perfect. <laughs> Thank you so much for making it work. Um, I know you're busy right around this time with your promotion and everything. So thank you again. Uh, thanks for listening. And we see us or we listen. You listen to us on the next episode. Thank you and have a good day. Bye.